Say it loud. One, two, three. It's what Thanksgiving's about. It's about gratitude. It's about being grateful. Okay? So, but this is unusual. Now, it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And that's another reason I had the young man come up and pray. And we just marvel at a young man that can do. It should, yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah, it is good. Amen. But listen, young guys can change the world. Young gals can change the world. And we're going to talk about one of them today. And he's a great hero in the Word of God. And he teaches us about gratitude a little bit as well. So, the old handy-dandy dictionary, say it with me. Gratitude means, help me, to appreciate the favor and goodness of God. One more time. Gratitude means to appreciate the favor and goodness of God. Now, Ray, go ahead and push that next slide for me. It's good to have Ray back there. Roger's away on a couple of weeks of break. He'll be back this week. But Ray's been filling in, doing a fabulous job back there. Thank you, son. I appreciate you back there helping me. Great-granddaddy Hezekiah was a great man of God. I just want to hold that screen there for a minute. I go back to Carolina like I did this week. Of course, my mother was murdered 23 years ago this week on the night before Thanksgiving. That's what my family found when they went to Thanksgiving 23 years ago this week. A horror uh, a scene for my family. And, uh, but it makes me think about home. When I go home, it makes me think about my family. As I was thinking about this message, I just thought about how families can be good and they can get screwed up. What happens in family? Like, for example, here's a great-granddaddy. His name was Hezekiah. We're going to talk about him just a bit, not long, but a little bit. But he was a man of God. He was a great man of God. But you're going to see in the message this morning that things went really bad in his family. And I thought about my grandma. You've never heard me talk about her much. Her name was Beulah. Beulah Reynolds. So Beulah Land. She was named Beulah right out of the Bible. She was a godly Christian woman. Now, I only knew her. She died when I was about 10. But I remember as a boy, she poor as dirt. I remember going to her house, working in the garden with her when I'm like two or three years old. You can imagine what I look like. Just covered with dirt. I'm one of them little dirty kids. You know what I'm saying? You seen them little dirty kids? Well, that was me. Okay? Just in the dirt, eating dirt. Just dirty. Probably the diaper was dirty. Probably didn't have diapers in them days. I had no idea. But the point is, poor as dirt, running around in the country like a crazy person. But Grandma was a Christian. I'd have biscuits with her. I'm two years old, two, three years old. I'd have biscuits with her, and she'd, she'd make me coffee. I'm drink- That's why I'm screwed up today. I'm drinking coffee when I'm three years old, taking my biscuit, dipping it in my coffee. But Grandma was a Christian. I didn't know my granddad. His name was Lon. Big guy. Head full of hair. They say you get your baldness from your mother's side of the family. Somebody has not got that right, okay? From your dad, your mother's dad. It don't work that way. It didn't work that way for me. But anyway. But I didn't know him. But they were Christian, God-fearing country folk. But they had, I think, six kids, five or six kids. My mother, of course, became a drunken alcoholic. Her two sisters, no, there were six of them. 
her three sisters all married crazy men who beat them nearly to death. Horrible life existence for my mother's sisters. Horrible. One of my mother's sisters stabbed her husband with a butcher knife. Stabbed him to death with a butcher knife. This is a Christian family. My Uncle Lee seemed to be a good man and a hard worker. But they got a little place at the beach. His wife left him. Just destroyed my Uncle Lee's life. Then there was my Uncle Alan. There's the six in his family. My Uncle Alan was a horrible alcoholic. Good looking, tall, but alcohol just took him down. That's why Gary Clark doesn't drink. Did you hear me? Yes or no? That's why I don't. People do what they want to do. But because of my life and my family and the mess I've seen, listen, I can find something else to drink. Okay? And that's the way I live my life. My Uncle Alan. Alcohol took him down. He'd been quite successful. He lost everything. Moved back in with his mama when he's like 50 years old. I'm like eight years old and with mama going over to grandma's house. And my Uncle Alan had pert near beat his own mama to death. This beautiful Christian woman. And I remember mama getting grandma out of that house and putting her in a little trailer up on the hill, up the way. And, and I'm telling you what right now, this, we were not, mama wasn't a Christian at all. You can only imagine what went on there with my mama and that guy. So he stayed in that house, my Uncle Alan. I get a call many years ago, and mama said, your Uncle Alan burned to death. Drunk sitting in that house where he had beat his mama up, drunk, smoking, and burnt alive right there in that recliner. I was in Savannah on a trip. I said, Mama ain't but four hours home from home. I said, I'll come on home. She said, don't waste your time. Isn't that a crazy family, yes or no? That's crazy. How can, how can a family... With a good woman, a grandma, and a, and a good husband, granddaddy Lon, goes so bad. Well, it happens. Let's go to the Bible now. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Amen? So, we're talking about Josiah. We'll see how much we can get done. A lot of Bible today. You all right? Ready to have some Bible time with Uncle Gary? Here we go. Great-granddaddy Hezekiah was a great man of God. Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and twenty years old. He reigned nine and twenty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was what? Right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. So here is great-granddaddy Hezekiah, man of God. So he lives his life. Hezekiah dies, sleeps with his fathers. He's dead. They bury him in the chiefest of sepulchres of the sons of David and of all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And they did honor him at his death. So that's great granddaddy. Y'all with me so far? Okay. And his son who? Manasseh then began to reign in his stead. How can a family get it all screwed up? Here's great granddaddy. Love God. Did right. 
So now you got Josiah's granddaddy. So you got great granddaddy Hezekiah. That's Josiah's great granddaddy. And you got granddaddy Manasseh. Keep looking. He's a sorry, terrorizing idolater. I mean, how can you go from here to there? It happens. It happens in the Bible. It happens in great families in the Bible. Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 55 years. How much damage can somebody do to a nation in 55 years of idolatry and terror? 55 years. Castro died yesterday. Good. Can we thank the Lord? Come on. Come on. I'm terrible, ain't I? I'm terrible. I've heard atrocities that he, he did on the Cuban people. We forget. We forget, don't we? Amen? Come on. Terrorized so many of the people there in that country. So here's what Manasseh did. So he's 12 years old, 55 years he reigned. His mother's name was Hephzibah. Now forgive me on some of these names today. He did that which was what? Evil. Nothing like his daddy. Josiah's great-granddaddy. Did evil in the sight of the Lord after the abominations of the heathen who the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. For he built up again the high places. Now high places are places of idolatry and, and false gods. Hezekiah, they, they, they'd gotten rid of all that mess. He went and built it all back up. His father Hezekiah destroyed all that and he reared up altars for who? Baal. Are you kidding me? Just that quick? He made groves. He did as Ahab the king of Israel had done. He worshipped all the host of heaven, false gods, and served them. Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood. He was a killer. You're telling me this, his daddy or Josiah's great this man of God, and boom, just like that, he's killing people till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another. Beside his sin, wherewith he made Judah to sin, and doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. And Manasseh slept or died good with his fathers. He was buried in the garden of his own house, in the garden of Uzzah. And say that last part with me. And Ammon, his son, reigned in his stead. Now what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about gratitude, but I ain't got there yet, obviously, have we? We're talking about how a family like Gary Clark's family can be good back in the day and then go so crazy. But wait a minute. It can come back around. Amen? It can come back around. So, Manasseh's boy, Ammon, begins to reign. Now, he's another what? He's another idolater, just like his daddy. Ammon was 22 when he began to reign. And he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was, you figure it out, Meshulamoth, <laughs> the daughter of Heraz of Jotba. I sure am glad we got names like Paul and David and Fred. Amen. I was up there at Thanksgiving and one of my brother-in-laws brought his beagle, his hound dog, his hunting dog. Because Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, big hunting day. So he had a dog with him already. He's having Thanksgiving with us. He just sat there. He named his dog Floyd. Who names a dog Floyd? <laughs> That's another story, but hang on in here. 
named his dog Floyd. After Andy Griffiths, that Floyd guy on the Andy Griffiths show. These country people are crazy. So anyway, Ammon did evil in the sight of the Lord as his father Manasseh had done. He walked in all the ways that his father walked. He served the idols that his father had served. And he worshipped them. Keep looking. He forsook the Lord God of his fathers, of Hezekiah and his past and David and others. He walked not in the way of the Lord. And the servants, look at this, the servants of Ammon conspired against him. His own people rose up against him and killed him in his own house. What a mess. And he was buried in the sepulcher in the garden of Uzzah. Now say that last part with me. And Josiah, his son, reigned in his stead. Are y'all going to sleep this morning or not? Yeah, Mitch always tells me he loves these Old Testament stories. He's loved them since he was a kid. I like them too. So Josiah, eight years old. Eight years old. Just a kid. Just a little boy. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. What can an eight-year-old do? I mean, back in the day, his granddaddy Hezekiah was a man of God. But man, that was like 60 years ago. That's, that's a couple of generations. What can he do? Eight years old. He began to reign at eight. You're 12. Right over there, young man. All right, look. He began at eight. Now he's 16. you right in the middle. All right? For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, say it with me. He began to seek after the who? God of David his father. That's how you can turn a family around. Amen? Yes or no? For me, it was around Thanksgiving time, a week or so before Thanksgiving, back in 1977, Mama was sitting in that chair, drunk, in the living room. We called it the den, the den, watching TV, and Billy Graham came on. And Mama was messed up. She had already, she'd married this fellow she'd been shacking up with. She married him. Now he's going out catting around. She's depressed. She's drinking worse than ever. But something in her responded to that message on that television that God loves you, that there's hope. And her heart in some small way started seeking after God. Are y'all listening to me? And that's what Josiah did. At age, six, at age 16, all he had known is blood and terror and horrible things. like That's all the boy, you know, plus, you know, he's a kid. He was only eight when, he, when his dad died. But the bottom line is that had been his, his heritage. So at age 20, in the twelfth year, he began to do what? Say it with me. Purge Judah and Jerusalem from what? From the high places or false worship and Baal worship and the groves and the carved images. This is Jerusalem. This is the city of God. It, it doesn't look anything like that. If you worship the true God, you're being executed. And he goes in and he goes, wait a minute. And he starts purging these false gods. 
Started at age 8. At age 26. It came to pass in the 18th year. 18 plus 8 is what? 26. There you go. In the 18th year is the King Josiah, that the king sent Shapan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe, to the house of the Lord. Josiah, age 26, sits his guy to the house of the Lord and says this. Keep pushing. Help me. So gratitude's what we're talking about. At age 26, he makes this decision to send someone to the house of the Lord. His heart is being changed. He says, get the money from the priest. This idea of churches wanting your money has been going on a long time. Y'all hear me? I met with a guy at, a wedding, at the wedding yesterday. I know him. Fine fellow. It's getting late. I got to go. I got to preach tomorrow. Okay? And they're having the festivities in the evening, which I don't want to be at. Okay? Because they're having a good time. I need to go. I'm on an island. I got to get off this island. So I get this joker and I say, come on, get in that cart and take me back to my truck where I get across on that ferry. And in the little time I'm talking to him, good fellow, he's going to a church and he said, man, I just feel like it's all about the money. Did you hear me? It's just something about church and money. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? That's why I hear if you can't give what? Then what? You can't give cheerfully. Keep it. Why do I do it? Because I don't want us to ever turn that way. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? We'll be fine. Come on. So, he says, go get the money from the priest. Go up to Hilkiah the high priest that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people. Go get the money. Get that money instead of them spending it. Use it to repair the temple. This is a guy that he doesn't know a thing about God. Now, his great-granddaddy did, but he don't know nothing. But God's pulling at his heart. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? And let them deliver it to the hand of the doers of the work. So do you fat cats keep it and give it to somebody working over here. How about that? That have the oversight of the house of the Lord. Let them give it to the doers of the work. I love that, the doers of the work. Which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house. The house of God's in disrepair. It's pathetic. Under carpenters and builders and masons and buy the timber and hew the stone to repair the house of the Lord. Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand because they dealt faithfully. Okay? They're taking the money, giving it, and they're doing the job they're supposed to do. And as they're repairing the temple, got this boy's heart, he's 26 now, his heart, he's trying, he's seeking the Lord, something's happening. Hadn't happened in generations in his family. But as they're rebuilding the temple, a real treasure is discovered. How many have never heard this story? Can I see your hand? You've never heard the story of Josiah. Okay? few of you. Because it's something I, I'll go over occasionally here. A real treasure is discovered as they're rebuilding the temple. And Hilkiah, the high priest, said unto Shaphan, the scribe, say it with me, I have found the book of the law. I found the Bible. He found those, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, the law of Moses, in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he started reading it. That's how screwed up they were. They're having church. They're worshiping false gods. They're not reading the Bible. 
They have in church where the Bible's not taught. Does that sound familiar? Sometimes in America, that's the way it is. That's horrible. We wonder why our country's gone off the, off the end. It's gone off. This is where we need to get back to, guys. But the good thing is, it can happen quickly. Okay? Oh, I've given up on America. I don't know if America can make it. Have you lost your mind? We're just a small part of America today serving the Lord. Amen? Say. There's people, a lot more people than us in this great country. Come on, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope on your family. Y'all hear me? I don't know about that Bible. Maybe you've tried everything else with, it, with your family. It ain't worked, man. Your family's a mess. How about get back to the book? How about find the book? Go home and find the Bible. Somebody find it. I know it's here somewhere. Y'all hear me? So he started reading it. And Shapen, the scribe, he came to the king. He brought the king word again and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house. They delivered it into the hand of them that's doing the work, that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shapen, the scribe, showed the king, saying, Hilkiah, the priest, has delivered me this book. And Shapen read it before King Josiah. Now, Josiah had never heard the Bible. His grand, now his great-granddaddy was awesome. He didn't know him. Because his granddaddy lived 55 years and reigned 55 years. And then his, other, his daddy didn't live very long. But there was no Bible. So he hadn't heard this book. We're talking about Josiah today after Thanksgiving and having some gratitude. The king's response to the word. Here all he knew was a screwed up family. That's honestly all I knew growing up. Did I love my brothers and sisters? Sure I did. But all I knew was mama ran around on daddy and daddy ran around on mama. And mama's going to get drunk tonight. And after all my brothers and sisters are grown and gone, I knew there was a man down in the hall having sex with my mama. That's not a Christian home. Y'all hearing me? Yes or no? That's what I knew. But sitting in that chair, drunk, somehow the Holy Spirit of the living God touched my mama's heart through the message of that pastor, Billy Graham. That word. I don't know what he was preaching, but I've heard him enough to know that he's preaching salvation. And mama told me that night, we're going to church in the morning. Long story short, we did. Three weeks later, we're saved. This transformation doesn't have to take you forever. Y'all listening to me? Yes or no? I mean, it can happen quick. But you've got to go to the source, to the Word of God and to the, to the God of the Word. So this is what's happening. Josiah was sensing the Lord. He was trying to seek the Lord who he didn't really didn't. He didn't know Him. He's tearing down things that don't seem to be right. He's rebuilding something that seems to be right. Even the priests themselves haven't found the Bible in years. They haven't even read it. It's a surprise to them when they find the thing. That's how bad they were. But he hears the word. You know what he does? Say it with me. He tore off his clothes. He tore his clothes. It came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book. I like calling the Bible the book. Amen? The book. The book. That he rent his clothes. This is a sign of... Repentance. I, I think you, you and I have probably done that before when we've been so frustrated with ourselves. We just. And that's how he did it. He rent his clothes. He tore his clothes off. What's his response? 
Say it with me. He wanted to what? I believe that true conversion, when you truly get saved, listen, I believe there's a desire that you want to learn more. Y'all hear me? You want to learn more. That's why we need a church that's always teaching the Word. We need a church that has different Bible study groups and people meeting in their homes so that people can learn more. Amen? It's important. Go ye, inquire of the Lord for me, Josiah the king says, and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that's found. For great is the wrath of the Lord. I've heard the Word. Oh my goodness. Great is His wrath against us. We have royally messed up. Our fathers have not hearkened unto this book. This doesn't sound like anything that my family ever did. Y'all hear me? Where did I learn that a husband is to be faithful to his wife? I sure didn't learn it at my house. Y'all hear me say? Where did I learn that a man should never, nor a woman, ever raise her hand to her husband or vice versa? I didn't learn that at my house. I learned this from the Bible. Are y'all hearing me? Say, we pride ourselves in how good we are. Any goodness we have is from this book. Whether you knew it or not, somebody taught you right from wrong, and it ain't because of you. Y'all hear me? It's crazy. He says, man, we in trouble. Back that up one more time. Sorry, buddy. Because our fathers have not hearkened to the words of this book to do according to all that's written concerning us. Keep moving. So Hilkiah the priest and Ahiakam and Achbor and Shapen and Azahiah went unto Huldah, Lord help us. The prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikva, and this is my favorite one, the son of Harhas. I don't want to be ugly, but sometimes words that we use today, like hard blank, I think they came from here, we just didn't know how to say them. I think most of our words come from the Bible. Here we go. Because you know, we'll, as a country boy, we'll butcher this thing. Here we go. He was keeper of the wardrobe. Now she dwelt in Jerusalem in the college, and they communed with her. Keep looking. And she said unto them. So they're going to seek help for this book. What this book is saying. And she said unto them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man that sent you to me. Keep looking. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I'll bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read. Because they've forsaken me. They burned incense unto other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be kindled against this place and shall not be quenched. Josiah knew we're in trouble. This book says judgment is coming to the house of the Lord. And it's here and it's resting on us. If we have any hope, we've got to get back to doing what this book says. Y'all hear me? And God is merciful to the king. Here's my mama sitting in a chair. Came from a good family. Life's been a wreck. She's sitting here drunk. A mess. But God showed mercy to my mama that night. Isn't that beautiful? 
Now, Mama went to church the next morning, came back home, got drunk, and wasted all week. But she went back to church next week. Came home, got drunk, wasted all week. She went back the next week. I'm glad God's, God's mercy is better than our mercy. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, come on. Praise the Lord. That's good. Come on. Sometimes if somebody don't do right right now, we just write them off. Mama, Mama was trying to do right, but she didn't get it all right. But God was faithful. God was faithful. God was, it was never about Mama. It's about His faithfulness. It's about His mercy. It's about His forgiveness. And that happened in her life. It's happening right here in this king's life. He didn't know jack squat nothing. He was destined to be a horrible king, a fool. But God started tugging at his heart and he started seeking the Lord. But to the end, but to the king of Judah, which sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus says you to him, thus says the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard, keep looking. Because thine heart was tender. Say the word tender. Tender. You know, God won't have something to do with somebody that's got a hard heart. Or proud. Matter of fact, if you're proud, He'll put you down. If you're humble, though, and tender, the Bible says He'll do what? He'll lift you what? He'll lift you up. Because your heart was tender. And because you've what? You don't come to the Lord proud. You don't come to the Lord like, well, I, I've gone to church my whole life. I'm a good person. I do this. I do that. He'll smack you down. He doesn't. He's God. Are you kidding me? That means nothing with Him. To reject His Son and put you up somehow, that's not going to fly with Him. He humbled Himself. You humbled yourself when you did what? Heard the Word. Do you harden your heart when you hear the Word? When I spake against this place and the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and you did what with your clothes? <laughs> you rent your clothes, and you did what? Wept. This is a great word today. I also have heard you. How about that? I've heard you. I've heard you. You repented. Isn't that what it's all about? Who gives a rip what somebody else says? I want the Lord to hear me. Amen? Hey. I repented and he heard me. Because sometimes people are still hanging on you. They'll hold it over your head. But man, when he hears you and you've got forgiveness, man, you've got to walk in that. And you're blessed, man. You wept before me. Listen, he said, listen, listen, because you, you, you heard me, this is what I want. I also did what? I've heard you. I've heard you. I've heard you. And I can only imagine my mama in that chair that night, drunk, couldn't even hardly speak audibly. But the Lord still heard a whimper in her heart that was not satisfied with the life that she had. And God changed not only me, her, but our whole family. And we went to Thanksgiving. And my brother Terry, he said, Gary's going to pray. And here it must have been 50, 60 people at this big family reunion now after Mama's been killed. It's all immediate family with her young'uns. And I'm lifting up my voice to pray. And hearing, Amen! And the deck was on the back of their house and there's woods all around. You could hear my voice echoing off the trees. That's the difference God can make in a family. Because of one drunk woman who was whimpering. And God heard her whimper. 
Isn't that good stuff? That's good stuff. That's what this is about today. That's what happened here. Why am I saying this so y'all can hear about me? Well, yeah, I'm going to give a testimony today. That's what I'm doing. But I'm saying that for you, for you, for you. Don't give up. Don't give up on your family. Get the Bible out. I don't understand it. Get it out anyway. He didn't understand it. He never heard it. He went to try to get some help. What's this mean? He didn't like it. Wasn't necessarily a nice message he got back. Y'all toast. But he responded with humility. And God lifted him up. Behold, therefore, I'll gather you unto your fathers. And you shall be gathered into the grave in what? Peace. And your eyes shall not see all the what? Evil, which I'm going to bring upon this place. And they brought the king word again. Keep looking. Gratitude. Gratitude. Now, I got to fly, Ray. This is hard. I got to fly. There's so much here. What was his response to the Lord's forgiveness and the Lord giving him peace and the Lord allowing him to live a, a great life and not suffer all the judgment that was coming because he turned his heart to the Lord just like his great-granddaddy Hezekiah had done. It was a new day because of the Lord. Amen? What was his response? Gratitude. His response was gratitude. How would you feel if you were going to be burned to death and burned up because of judgment of God and all of a sudden you heard you ain't going to be? I believe I'd have me some gratitude on, wouldn't you say? Yeah. He read the Word of God. And you'll help me, Ray. You'll just have to trust me on this. He started reading the Bible. Keep pushing me. He read the Word of God. And you can go back and read this later. He made a covenant before the Lord. Look at verse 3. The king stood by a pillar and he made a what? A covenant to do what? To walk after the Lord, to keep His commandments, His testimonies, His statutes, all their heart with all their soul, to perform the words of this covenant that was written in this what? And the people stood to the what? Now this is the king. This is the king. He cleaned house. And I, I can't read all this. It's a ton of Scripture. What do I mean? He cleaned house. All these people that were worshiping false gods, He tore all of it down. He killed most of them. This is what you want to do? This ain't what we're doing anymore. We're not doing this. This is what, not what my great-granddaddy did. This is what my granddaddy did. And this is what my daddy did. But we're going to do what God does. We're going to do what God says. So either you're with us or you're done. And there was a lot of them that was killed. You can just read about it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Read it sometimes. 2 Kings 23, 4 through 18. Let me read that. Verse 1. Where are we at? And he cried against the... Whoa, brother. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> and behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jer Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, O altar, thus says the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David. Say it with me. Josiah by what? Name. And upon thee shall he offer the priest of the high places that burn incense upon thee. And men's bones shall be burned upon thee. A young man's going to be raised up, and he's going to do right. 
And God's going to be with him. And that's what happened here. So he cleaned house. Let's look at that one. Back that one up. And all the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria. These are false gods. He worshiping not the true God. Which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger. Josiah took away. He did to them according to all the acts that they had done. Okay, you've destroyed the people of God. Good, we're going to do to you what you did. He slew all the priests. These false priests of the high places that were there upon the altars. He burned men's bones upon them. He's doing the right thing. Now, I know it's hard, but we're going to do it God's way. This young man, 26 years old. It's crazy, ain't it? So he cleaned house, keep looking, from wizards to spiritual spirit advisors to astrologers, whatever. They're done. This is what gratitude looks like, guys. It's not just giving thanks, but it's reading his word. It's doing the right thing. It's repenting. Y'all hear me, yes or no? The fourth thing he did... As far as gratitude goes, he commanded what? Passover. And the king commanded all the people saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God as it's written in this book. We're not even doing something that is so important. Passover. Can you imagine the Jewish people not keeping Passover? They weren't. Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges. Crazy. Nor in all the days of the kings of Israel. There wasn't a Passover like this. There was never a Passover that had so much significance and meaning and the Lord was in it as this one. And in the 18th year of King Josiah, wherein this Passover was holding unto the Lord in Jerusalem. So he's 26 years old. Incredible. He had a testimony for the Lord. Here I am all these years later still talking about this guy. Amen? And like unto Josiah, there was no king before him that turned to the Lord, say it with me, with all of his what? Keep reading. With all of his, and with all of his, according to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. Isn't that what Jesus tells us in the New Testament? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your mind. Is that what he tells us? That's what he did. And you know what? That's what my mama did. My mother turned into... I just couldn't believe it. My mother went home that 18th of January, uh, February when she put her faith in Christ. 18th of February, 1977. Three weeks after the first time. She poured out that Pap's blue ribbon down that cast iron sink. See, that was a demon to my mama. Some people drink, they don't seem to have a problem with it. I don't want to go there. And it was a problem for Mama. So it was gone. Can y'all say gone? Gone. My mother turned into somebody like you've never seen. Dean, are you here? Dina's outside working. Dina's one of the few people that knew my Mama. Dina's been working with me almost 30 years. If you get a chance, see Dina sometime. Ask her what, what Gary's Mama was like. This drunk woman became a child of the living God. She started caring for, for me and for her kids that we would come to Christ. And we saw them all come to the Lord. It's incredible. She loved people. She taught me to love people. You hear me today, yes or no? She taught me to smile. She said, Gary, you got pretty teeth. Smile. She'd tell me to look at people when you talk to them. Look at them. Look at them, Gary. She had 11th grade education, 
had lived a horrible life, but then the Lord came in. Amen? And that's the message today. Are you hearing me? Something happened from her, from her mama, who was a good woman. Something happened in that family. But mama found the book that Billy Graham was preaching. She found the book. Y'all hear me? And the book changed mama's life. That's a good story. This is good here today. What happened with Josiah happened with my mama. How many would say in this room, Pastor Gary, that happened in my parents' life or it happened in my life? Can I see your hand? That happened. I mean, your story is a similar story, and his story is a similar story to what... Isn't that a beautiful thing? Josiah, gratitude. That's what we've been talking about today. Push it. Is there something else on that screen? Be grateful to God. How do you do it? Here's how you do it. Let's follow Josiah's way. Say it with me. Read the Bible every day. Commit to live for God. Clean your own house. Worship God faithfully. And be a what? A testimony for God. That's what gratitude looks like to me. Read your Bible. Commit to live for the Lord. What does God need? This is what God wants. Clean your own house. Don't worry about somebody else's mess in their life. Worry about yours. Worship God faithfully. And you be a testimony for the Lord everywhere you go. Amen. And God's going to say, now look at that. That's somebody that really appreciates me. Amen. Let's praise the Lord for His Word. we got to quit. Amen. It's a good word today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, stand on up.